Don't Cause a Ruckus is a completely fan-produced show of the fan-controlled sports and entertainment network. The first ever open-source professional sports league controlled entirely by you, the fans. If you'd like to watch live, tune into our Twitch, YouTube, or social media channels every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Now, it's time for Don't Cause a Ruckus with AJ Kaw and Jose Ruckus. Welcome to Don't Cause the Ruckus, the sports debate show that tries not to take itself too seriously. I am your host, Jose Ruckus, and joining me, as always, is my good friend and arch enemy, AJ Kaw. AJ, how you doing this week, man? I'm alright, man. How are you doing this week? I'm doing just fine, you know? I was worried that once the NFL, you know, went away, we would be really struggling for news, but no, this weekend was pretty exciting. Yeah, it's... Uh... It was all right. It wasn't super exciting. Uh, there was all kinds of stuff going on. You know, we just like, there's NBA news. We got WNBA news. We got the XFLs going on right now. That's a little bit interesting. But yeah. we, you know, we'll get into that stuff later. Um, uh, let's start off with the uh, the NBA All-Star game that happened over the weekend. Because a lot of people have been talking about it this week. Um, some people have called it the worst basketball game ever played. Uh... I really didn't. I mean, I obviously didn't watch it. Who who watches the All Star game these days? But I caught I mean, clips on Twitter. I did. Not good. You watched <laughs> it live? I watched. No, I didn't. I didn't watch it live. I was too busy watching the XFL. So I taped mm. it all and then like watched it like the next two days, like while I was working in the background. It uh, was not good. It was not good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, initially there were a bunch of criticisms of people just like, oh, nobody's playing defense, everybody's just standing around, and then people started to notice, you know what, nobody's playing offense either. Yeah, they just the guy who has the ball, he gets to he gets to drive to the hoop, and everybody else just stands around. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, a lot of like half court shots. This, yeah, it just there's no there's no competitiveness anymore. Like at least back in the day, you know, when they they didn't play defense, they would like kind of play defense and the fact that they would stand in front of the person that they were supposed to guard they wouldn't put like their hands up they wouldn't foul them you know they're not like body like check-in but they would play kind of defense they would play ballpark defense is what i call it it's like lazy d but you know they would at least string some passes together try to get an alley-oop here or there make something flashy happen but not this year it just felt like like you said just one person yeah. driving to the hoop each time and they just kind of pass it off to whoever wants it or who hasn't gotten like it last year the all-star game wasn't this bad like, even last year we had a competitive ending it ended with lebron having a fadeaway shot <clears throat> you know it was we had it was the first introduction of the elam ending and people seem to think that the elam ending kind of fixed the all-star game but then just one year later and we're back to it it's this was worse this yeah. yeah yeah it wasn't great uh, um, you know, there people were asking, you know, what possibly could fix the 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 All Star game. And I, I think was Shane Gillis Alexander said that, oh, if you put money on the line, like you you know, you had us pay for a pot of money, we would be more competitive. Do you think but they, they are that far to get? See, that's the thing that I kind of don't appreciate is like because they kind of already did that in the fact that it's like a charity that gets the money that you guys are fighting for, and I liked that. I thought that was cool, and I I would hope at this point, because they are paid a lot of money, like athletes, especially like some athletes in like leagues that aren't the NBA, the NFL, they, they don't get paid nearly as much as they should, but the NBA especially, they're getting paid pretty well, 
and to be like to ask for more money to me is a little wild i think it should be an honor like i miss the days when like being slam dunk champion was an honor you know remember when michael jordan was like oh i'm gonna win it won it and then he's like now that i won it i don't have to do it anymore dominique did it like gone are the days that superstars want to do it you know like they asked anthony edwards if he would ever do the dunk contest he's like nope never never gonna do it it's just, but why why I, I that that blows my mind too that nobody wants to we had to beg people to do the dunk contest this year they, they brought somebody from the, from the g, g league <laughs> who won it it's ridiculous the way that nobody i mean lebron's never competed in the dunk contest in the history of his career he's gonna go his entire career having never done a dunk contest that doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like we should be begging people to come in and do, you know. It was it was something that players used to really care about back in the day, and now nobody cares about it. Nobody cares. You know, the thing is, is that these guys will bitch and moan if they don't get selected as an All-Star. They don't get to be an All-Star. But then they'll show up to the All-Star game, and they won't play basketball. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I don't under, like... There's a lot of things thing or not? I mean, I genuinely i'm gonna be honest with you i do love the nba all-star game I, I i've loved it but like i think it's because the nba and basketball has always been my like like go-to sport it was my first love kind of situation uh but to see the way that it is being treated now like gone are the days where vince carter and tracy mcgrady are gonna battle it out for slam dunk champion like i wish zion williamson would have the like you know hunger to go win that slam dunk championship like uh it it just blows my mind i think the only people that want to win anything anymore are the three-point championship and that that that, apparently that means something to people and that's great and all but even that the three-point like shootout was boring like i kind of knew dame lillard was gonna win it because like the caliber of players in it it was just like like not to say that you know jason tatum isn't a superstar but like besides him and Dame Lillard, like Julius Randle, eh, like it was, I would say it wasn't even superstars playing. It was like B-list superstars. Like when you look at the the people we have playing in the game today, with your Ja Morants, your Anthony Edwards, your Giannis Antetokounmpo's, you know all these great like these are guys who dunk. These guys yeah. are really good at dunking. The, yeah. the the dunk contest right now should be as exciting as it's ever been with these type of players. Like when John Morant dunks the ball, it looks like he's like hadoukening the basketball hoop. Like he destroys the thing every time he does it. That should be amazing to see in a dunk contest. And these guys just don't care at all. And I I, I don't know. Like Freddie Airmel in chat says, yeah, it's getting into pro ball territory. And it really does feel that way. It's weird that for everything bad that baseball does... The baseball all-star game still feels like it's something that like is interesting and that sort of matters. The home run derby is awesome. The guys take it really seriously. They really play yeah. for it. The game is somewhat competitive. I mean, they're mostly like the pitching's not like they're not blowing their arms out or anything for it, but it's a fun game to watch compared to anything that's going on. The Pro Bowl's now a flag football game. I don't know, it's more about the dodgeball and random crap that they do with the Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl is at least somewhat fun. The NBA All-Star game feels like it just doesn't even matter anymore. And, like, be, not just from the fans not watching it. The players don't care. It's not that they're, it's the the Pro Bowl where these guys go out there, they're worried about getting hurt, so they're not going to play physical 
football or anything. These are dudes who are showing up to a basketball game and can't even be bothered to jog down court on defense. I just this this is bugging me, man. Like, because the 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 All Star game in the NBA should be awesome. When you look at just the idea of we're gonna look at these two just teams filled with the best basketball players in the world. Basketball is such a fun sport to watch when it's being played at a super high level. I don't get why nobody cares about this. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I agree, man. Like I, you're preaching to the choir. I miss the days of good competitive all-star. I, I, I genuinely think that, it needs to be a situation where it's no longer voted. I, I was a little upset with the selections this year. Uh, the fact that Trey Young is playing at the cow, the dude's averaging a double double. He's like tenth in the scoring lead or position. He didn't even get anywhere close to the All Star game. I think that's a travesty. The kid also last time he was in the All Star game, I went to the All Star game. It was in Chicago. Him and Luca, opposite teams, they made it fun. They were having a good time playing against each other, and like he was throwing up oops. I think the way it needs to be is the league needs to tell these superstars, hey, you're a part of the NBA. We're an entertainment league. LeBron, Zion, Ja, like you three are going to be in the dunk contest next year, and we're going to throw in a player's pick for fourth. Who do the players really think? If the players pick somebody who can beat you three, we'll give everybody a bonus. <laughs> if they can't, if you three win it, well, then wh- whoever wins it from you three gets a bonus, and that's how we're doing it. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, we got to bring something mean, back. Yeah, I don't. They they have to figure out something absolutely to make this more interesting to watch, but. I don't know. Like you can't force the guys to do it. It's it's a union thing, right? Like the players' That's association's true, yeah. not going to be like, "Hey, yeah, you can force us to go to the dunk contest." I just if if the players don't care about it, genuinely, like if Shane Gillis Alexander is going to say like, "Hey, I don't care about being an all star," you know, pay 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 us more to play the game if you're going to be because an all star, then he should just he should never be an all star again. And I honestly, think- this is a dude who who might never be an all star again. Hundred so, like, like, percent. Like you're, you're right. <laughs> He's net. He's not always going to be playing at this caliber. He may never play in another All Star game again. So it's ridiculous that these guys just don't seem to care. Like if the players aren't going to take it seriously, then we need to like just not vote for these players because yeah, I want to watch the best basketball players in the world play super fun basketball. Well, and yeah, I, I feel like happening. I feel like it's you're right, and along those lines of like they want the attention, they want the. Uh... You know, they want the, the accolade praise, of being the, an all-star. the accolade of being an all star, but they don't want to play for it. Like, you know, there are some players who they get so upset when they don't get picked. Like, I know for a fact Steph Curry was upset. I know that Trey Young was upset. They were snubs, and you know, it changes year to year. Donovan Mitchell didn't get it one year. Like, you know, there are always these snubs, but show up at the game, play, play yeah. well. I I, I kind of miss the days when Kobe was around because I feel like Kobe was the last like super competitive all-star you know and i think that's what like got people he would be just you know shit talking trash talking everybody in the locker room and be like you guys don't want to play fine i'm gonna be the best i'm gonna look better than you guys and that's just gonna make me better than you i always knew i was better but like dang like i'm sorry they need like somebody like i i i don't know they need the confidence of like you know paul Heyman 
They just need one Paul Heyman to follow one person around and just trash talk everybody. Rile them up before the game. Be like, you guys are trash. You think you're better than the blood, the king? Like, that's what we need just to get some people angry. Uh, because honestly, like, the days of Kobe and Shaq getting angry at each other and playing hard and going to it like Dwayne Wade are gone. And, like, you know, I hoped LeBron would keep that fire going. And it looks like the new generation doesn't care. I think we need a. Do you remember the year they had like captains' jerseys and they were like, they had like pins for every year or like a star for every year oh, you were no. a captain or whatever? So there was one year where they had like warm ups where they had like, it was literally like high school captains and like they gave little pins of everything and they were making fun of, it was like one of Kobe's last year, but they were making fun of Carmelo because it was like, you know, scoring leaders, uh, you know, first team, second team, all-star, MVP, like everything. And Kobe's was just littered, just littered with like, you know, medals and like little like pins and whatnot. And then he was like, up, I forget who he was up next to, but they were like, I think it was Carmelo Anthony. And it was just like three little like shooting leader like awards and that's it. And it was just like, that. that's what I miss, man. It's just like, Maybe we need to publicly shame these guys enough to be like, you guys need to step your game up. Like, come on. Uh, it feels it feels like the NBA has boiled down, and I think part of it's on the media, part of it's on the players, that the only thing anybody cares about now is winning championships. Like, yeah. winning, winning your conference doesn't matter. Winning your division, nope. absolutely. Who even cares if you win your division? Doesn't like, matter in the NBA anymore. Yeah, it's it literally all anybody cares about is winning finals, and, and the, the All-Star game is becoming a um, a victim of that, and it's, it's sad because there's – Basketball is interesting in and of itself. I'm going to say um, something wild, though. Christmas games mean more to these NBA players than the yeah, All-Star game. Yeah, they kind of do. They like the, they really do. Like There are those games, these special games throughout the season where it seems like they randomly show up and like, okay, no, we really care about this. But yeah, the All-Star game, they just can't be bothered. Yeah. Um, we got more basketball news. Over the weekend, um, I don't know if you saw this, but... Um, the Phoenix Mercury re-signed two players that uh, were not sure that this was actually going to happen. Diana Taurasi, who honestly might be the best women's basketball player in history. She's mm-hmm. like, like when you go look at her numbers in, in this league, she's like got Jordan type numbers. She's insane. And they re-signed their center who they were uh, potentially losing with Brittany Griner. Uh, they had to play in the same division as the Las Vegas Aces who, you know, absolute powerhouse. But you have... You literally have like the goat with a perennial all-star, one of the best players in the league. I don't know if this makes them contenders, but I think it's going to make the West a lot more exciting. This is a, this is going to be a very good team. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it comes down to team chemistry and builds. Like, it's a good thing that they got uh, their center back. That's a linchpin in most teams, but. To have an all-star like Tarazi, I think it's going to change the the entire makeup of the team. If they just need to find some role players that can play alongside of them, and you never know what could happen. That's the beauty of basketball. Is like sometimes like there are teams that don't have any all-stars that go in and win it all. So as much as we want to say the Aces are going to win all, and like you know Vegas odds, haha, are saying that. You know I wouldn't bet against them, but. You never know. And that's kind of the thing about sports that I love. I- I'm excited to see what Phoenix can do, especially from these two guys. I want to see what Griner can do, especially after what happened this summer with all the issues. Like, I feel like there's going to be some fiery, hot passion coming out of just anger. And like, I want to show what I can do. 
it would be amazing if they were able to take this team to the finals after everything that went went down over the last year with Brittany Griner and stuff. It would be a really, really great story. And you know that the team is going to be really going with that, feeling that type of energy and stuff. And I think this, this is really shaping up with all these different storylines that we've talked about in the last couple of weeks. This is going to be like the most exciting WNBA se- season ever. And I think it's a really, really good time for people to jump on because, yeah, you have storylines like this. Literally, this is the Michael Jordan of the Women's Basketball Association is teaming up with now probably the name that most people in the world know no. of the WNBA yeah. with Brittany Griner having to go through everything that she had to go through the last year. It's going to be a really, really interesting story that's going to unfold this season. I'm, I'm really, really excited for it. Um, uh, the the WNBA marketing department needs to take advantage of that. They really do. Like Absolutely. they need to put some great, like you know documentary style commercial commercials out for these two guys wow i said guys these two women and uh just make it very epic you know because like like you said household name potential michael jordan lebron james of her like generation why not why not take advantage of that you know what i mean yeah i I think it's gonna be it's it's gonna be awesome i really hope that they do everything that they can to get people really interested in the story because yeah like i mean we we talk we talk about with wrestling all the time but when you have one of these type of stories when you have like a really good story and you just you just have to present it to people yeah like they really really latch on to it so yeah hopefully we see some of that marketing this season um another really really interesting basketball storyline that continues to unfold in front of us uh russell westbrook (laughs) is now on the los angeles clippers he goes from the Lakers to the Clippers, which is like historically in basketball, the worst thing for a player. Um, it's not great. No, uh, the Clippers are pretty good. They have a pretty stacked team. Russell Westbrook's not starting, right? That can't happen here. But is is this a is he going to be a contributor on this team? I don't know. I don't like I, I think. Russell Westbrook, we've said this before. He's the CM Punk of the like NBA man. Like he does not do well in locker rooms. The man blows up teams quicker than like I don't know. I, there's like some really bad joke in there that I was trying to be witty, but like I can't come up with it off the top of my my head. But like he is not gonna do well with his team. I think the Clippers were on their last leg like, anyway. I think this is the last ditch effort of, for them to try to make a move that will make them do something in the long run. Because let's be honest, Kawhi hasn't been completely healthy in a long time. He still no. seems to be in and out. Doesn't even want to play, it looks like. I don't think Russell is going to change that. Uh, I'd love for him to come back at full health and see them go at it full force. But like you said, Russ has got to be at max six men off the bench. If that like a role player lead that second squad off the bench type type situation. Yeah. Do I think he'll accept that? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't really see it happening. Just the way that we've watched Russell Westbrook play basketball for the last two years. It feels like I just don't see him being an active contributor on an NBA team these days. Um, especially given that like his mentality has always seemed to been that when something's not right, the answer is it needs, we need more Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook just has to have the ball more. It seems like that's the only solution he knows how to bring to a team. The Clippers are doing good right now. They're sitting fourth in the Western conference. This is a playoff team already that they're injecting him into. Um, but yeah, I, 
I think he's got to be coming off the bench here. I don't see him really being a contributor on this team. There's no way. I, I agree with you. I, I don't think there's a chance he comes off the bench. He doesn't come off the bench. Like if he does, it's going to be shocking. You know who I really want to see? Another Phoenix team. I want to see what happens with Kevin Durant and the Suns. Like, I think that's going to be a wild combination. I have no idea why I'm flickering on and off. I'm going to tell you that right now. But, um, but Kevin Durant on the Suns, man, I think that's going to be a bigger – apparently we've talked about it. I think that's going to be a bigger situation, a bigger, like, you know, blow to the Western Conference than most of the Clippers. Like, think about it. Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, like, Chris Paul. That's a better three than got up right now. I I'm on some right now. Yeah. Hold on, dude. Give 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 me a quick little rejoin. There you go. We can still hear everything you're talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I I definitely. I don't know. This is this is just a really really interesting situation here because I I, I don't. It always it's always felt like the Clippers were just missing like one piece. That's the way that I've always felt about them. And I don't think that the one piece that the Clippers were missing this entire time was Russ. was aging <laughs> Russell Westbrook. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it is nice. They have, it's, they have the ability to bring on a guy like Russell Westbrook to come off the bench. That's, you know, that's a good ability to have in the, in the NBA to have to build up that depth. We talked about it with the Lakers, the potentially Russell Westbrook, you know, superstar coming off the bench to lead the second team. Maybe we'll see that as they go into the playoffs with this team. But yeah, not a big, I'm not a big believer in this entire thing. Um, Another thing I'm not a huge believer in AJ is uh, the XFL. Uh, I watched, I watched a little bit of week one of them's fighting words. I watched a little bit and I got to tell you, wasn't a big fan of what I saw. Um, I too, I'm going to, I'm going to agree with you on that. There was, um, some players who did, who did really, really well. Some players who I felt, I felt were like a bit under par. Um, I didn't think that the football was that entertaining. I didn't think it was that good. And I the the league didn't have anything that really hooked me. You know, we t- we talk about the FCF. The FCF, we know we're not watching, you know, NFL caliber football, but there's there's something else to get you attached to a team, right? You have control over the team. We're calling plays, we're drafting players, and it sort of balances out that, yeah, you know, we're not getting high octane, innovative offenses, we're not seeing the best of the best. But there's a way to engage with the league besides, you know, besides it being the best of the best players out there. With the XFL, I felt like I'm not a, it felt like watching college football, which I'm not a big fan of. Yeah, no, no, I I agree with you a lot. Uh, That's kind of the hard thing for me with all these other leagues and teams. And, you know, you know, I'm not the Freddie airmail that enjoys going and watching every spring league. There is, I, I just like my Falcons. I watch the NFL like passively. I'm I'm not going to even say passively. I'm a big fan of the NFL. I'm a big fan of the NBA. Like I love watching those scene stats, being a sports buff, uh, watching wrestling, going to like NFL and MLB games. Like I, I love MLS. I'm, I'm a big sports buff, but like, like you said, it, it, 
it doesn't grasp my attention like the FCF. To me, it is like you said, it's just a college league to me. There's nothing special about it. They they have special rules and stuff like the i don't know how they managed to make a kickoff more boring but they <laughs> did it and it is boring like i understand it's for the safety of the players and i appreciate that 100 i get it but man is it boring maybe we just do like a toss-off or i i don't know just I remove don't... punting altogether because it just was even more boring yeah i mean i i i agree i don't understand like the 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 idea behind the the kickoff rule because honestly if we're getting it down to that point why just not just don't have kickoffs just get rid of the play if we're just going to make it worse and it's already not good just get rid of it have them start at the 25 it's exactly really not that big of a deal it's only if only some other league thought of that kind of idea and integrated into the game i don't know maybe it would work uh but yeah i just and the big problem, the big problem that I saw was quarterback play, like watching Ben DiNucci Thank go you. out there and just Thank like you. the dude can't read a cover two to save his life. Uh, we're seeing almost every game had like more than one quarterback who got pulled from the game. Um, yep. It's just, you know, there are, there are ways that we can work around this type of stuff. And uh, it just, it's, it's just more football. It's not, it's not great football. I mean, I'm not going to exactly, say that it's yeah. bad football. I'm not going to. I'm not going to go that far. But it really does. It feels like every game that I watched, it was like watching Texans Jags. It's like, okay, this is you know, you know. I don't get. I I like watching football because I like to watch the Chiefs. I like to watch the 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 Bills. I like to watch really really good football. I don't. I don't like turning on the Thursday game to watch Broncos Saints. You know, that's not my <laughs> favorite thing in the world. So just when every game feels like we're watching Broncos Saints, man, I you're not wrong. I need a little bit more. So you you literally hit the nail on the coffin for me, man. It was the quarterback play. Like it was just abysmal this week. And like, man, DeAndre Francois, if he gets the start next week, I MVP for the league, man. Like he's gonna be head and shoulders above everybody. Uh, shout out to head and shoulders. I want them to sponsor us because I use that phrase a lot. Uh, j- just because good hair, you yeah. know, I'm a, I'm, a, you, I'm a fan of the head and shoulders. I like, you it. know, <laughs> no dandruff. Uh, anyway, uh, but Freddie, yeah. Freddie Aramo asked a really good question in the chat, which is, do you, does he think that the league should be going after the guys that we see like Ben DiNucci, like Paxton Lynch guys who have failed out of the NFL, the CFL already, or should they just be taking the D three college quarterbacks? I, I think they should be taking the D three college quarterbacks. Honestly, I get that there's more hype. I mean, more hype around seeing Paxton Lynch and Ben DiNucci than there is some third string quarterback and stuff. I I suppose that is there's more name recognition there, but I would much rather be getting attached to a new quarterback who I really believe might have some potential. I might see them, you know, really show out and make it to the league instead of watching a guy who I'm like, oh, no, I know what that guy is. I've seen Ben DiNucci before. Okay, I don't you're not going to get me excited with some Ben DiNucci. No, yeah, you're 100% right. Like, I I think they need to go after new names. Like, to be honest, like, this is an opportunity for the people who need eyes on them to get to the next level. This isn't, let's watch the, like, the fails, like, the failouts of the NFL come through. We don't need to see the rejects of the NFL, the old men of the NFL. We want to see the people who think they legitimately have a chance to move on. 
mm-hmm. and kids who haven't had an opportunity to show out like the NFL only has 32 teams, right? That's 30, like what? 64 chances for quarterbacks, potentially more if you had third stringers, but that's not a lot compared to the amount of people in the United States that want to be a quarterback in the NFL. Now, all the people who have failed out of the NFL, you had your chance, man. Goodbye. Josh Gordon, different. Martellus Bennett, different. They still have skill. They're still showing and that they can be out there with the young bucks and that they still have a lot to prove. But the Ben DiNucci's, the the, the quarterbacks of yesteryear that were already backups to backups, like, come on, man. Your time to shine has gone. Let's give these guys a new opportunity. Yeah, I think the the best situation that you can have coming out of the XFL is something that we saw with like Tyler Heineke. And I don't believe that Heineke can be a starting quarterback in the NFL, but I think that guy can be a backup for the next six years. I think he's that level of play, and that's what he showed in the XFL, and he got himself a really good deal. And I want to see more of that. I don't want to see Paxton Lynch get benched in his third league. You know, I don't that's. I'm upset with the Guardians over the fact that they took Paxton Lynch over Mitch Kidd. I understand why, like the eye test says, Paxton Lynch over Mitch Kidd. Dude went oh, was in the NFL. He's taller than Mitch Kidd. But this is what the XFL is about. Give Mick, Mick, Mitch. Wow. Give Mitch a chance. All right. Give the kid a chance because, yeah. like, he he has the ability to play in the XFL. I think, especially after what we saw in the quarterbacks this this past weekend, he has the ability to not only play in the XFL but to excel in the XFL. And it's sad that he isn't getting that opportunity. And I'm going to sit here and die on that hill if I have to. Yeah, I would. I I hope we see the Guardians are going to have to switch up on quarterback play. What I watched this weekend, Oof. they they are not where they need to be if they're going to win games. So I do think I hope that we see Mitch Kidd get a chance. I hope I would like to even see DeAndre. I'm not the biggest DeAndre Francois fan in the world, but I think that he deserves at least some playing time in this league, given what I've seen already. So, um, you know, but, but, you know, shout out to Andrew Jamil, who we knew would do exactly what he did. Played yep. great this weekend. You love to see it. He got a um, lot of uh, space between his uh, defender. A lot of the times, if you watched, back in most of the plays he was open he just wasn't getting the looks so but you know he he ripped off a huge touchdown he finished with yeah. a good good number of yardage and stuff and i i think that if they continue to see from him what we saw this weekend he's gonna get oh. a lot more eyes on him he's gonna yeah. get a lot more opportunities and that's that's really exciting that's what these that's what we like to see in these leagues yeah. um we got a little bit more nfl uh well football talk but it's yeah coming out of the nfl which is that they're talking about the NFL, lots of people, lots of coaches want to ban what has become known as the tush push. Uh, This is the play that the Eagles ran all throughout the last season where they're doing quarterback sneaks, having two wide receivers or running backs line up behind Jalen Hurts and push him through the line, pushing on his butt. I like to call it the double cheek sneak. (laughs) AJ, what do you think? Does the NFL have to get rid of this play? I mean... I don't know. I think this is one of the goofiest plays in the NFL playbook. If it works, it works. But like, I feel like, you know, as a like defensive coordinator, if you see people set up for it, why don't you do your own like <laughs> cheek defense? Put up like two cent like centers like back to back behind each other, just prep them up and like pancake the rest of the team. I don't know. Like, figure something out. Figure your own defensive like version of the tush push or the cheek sneak, you know, like why not? 
I personally, I actually really, really like this play. And I, I, the argument that you keep hearing is that, oh, well, it's not an aesthetically pleasing play to watch. It's just a rugby scrum. I didn't know that the quarterback sneak was supposed to be an pretty. exciting play that you watched. It's I not mean, pretty. It's, yeah, it's not like it's going to go away just because you got rid of it. We had quarterback sneaks before this. And it's also, it's a single yard. It's not like you can do this play all the way up the field and it's impossible to stop. You can only get one yard with it. I feel like for offenses, one yard should be a gimme. I feel like any any offense in the league should be able to get you one yard on a play. If your defense can't stop it, just don't make it fourth and two. And then boom, you stopped it. They can't do it. I don't see why it's such a big deal. Sean Payton uh, apparently told, I think it was Roger Goodell or somebody at the NFL, that if they don't get rid of the play, he's going to run it in every single game next year. Go ahead, Sean Payton. You take not gonna do five foot nine Russell Wilson and put him behind your terrible offensive line and you go to try to push him for a yard. See how that works out for you. I dare you to do it every single play next year. No, I, I love the touch bush, man. I on, honestly, it's my favorite play in football. I love the innovativeness of it. I love the creativity of it. I, I, I wouldn't call it creative, man. It's just literally let's get our big guys to push them in. Nobody like, else was doing it before this. Nobody else is doing it, man. I feel like it was more like we can come up with something better. And one person's like, nah, now I'm just waiting for somebody to do like, you know, what we're doing guys here. This is what we're doing. All right. Two wide receivers. We're going to put our hands underneath the quarterback. <laughs> We're going to lift him up, and then he's going to do a front flip over the scrum. Ten yards, you keep running. That's a touchdown. That would be awesome. I would love to see that. I mean, that that's when they hire Ricochet from the WWE to be like, all right, you got to teach us some moves, all right? This is how we go. Get low, boys. Right, Mike. Like you, you're right. There it is. Get low. Uh, I really... I, I think they should keep this mostly because I don't want to see teams punting on fourth and one. I, I don't care where you're at on the field. If you're in your own field position, if you're in the enemy's field position, I feel like fourth and one, any offense in the world should be able to get you. I don't want to. I'm, I hate when my team is on fourth and one and they decide to punt. I lose my mind. The Just cowardice that you see. Just go for it. And the the tush push enables teams to comfortably make those decisions. They're not going to get it every time, but you feel like you have the opportunity and you're going to do it more. I think that's way better for the game. I get it. Defense needs more help. All the offenses are too good. Give them one yard plays. Give them a guaranteed one yard. I don't care. I, I like offense in football. All right. How about this? How about this? Instead of doing the tush push, you just signal for it, and they just give you one yard. Would you prefer that, Freddie Airmo? Because like I don't think that's better. I think the tush push is better. Let them fight for it. Yeah, I mean, I I just don't see the argument about how this isn't football. Like that, this is this. It's this horrible thing that needs to be like. You just you're you're a guy running behind another guy. Like it's not that big of a deal. Like, if they literally can't use their hands and you just have to have A.J. Brown just, like, run in a straight line directly at Jalen Hurts, I don't know. All right. We got to move forward because we got some uh, some movie news coming out this week we got to get to. Um, 
the D&D movie comes out in March. There's a couple of new trailers that came out for this. I'm starting to get really, really excited for this movie. I know that a lot of people online not super interested in the D&D movie, but the, the, the trailers that I've seen, the comedy that's in these trailers... I'm super into it, man. I'm really, really excited to go watch this movie. What do you, what do you think, AJ? Are you into it? I, I'm, I'm hopefully hesitant over it because okay. uh, I, I'm a big D and D nerd. I, I play with me and Stathead have a, a game actually with uh, two other FCF employees that we started while we were at FCF and still continue on. John uh, Cora Hardy and who's like one of the football ops and player personnel and then uh one of the weight training like coaches wow coach uh ruiz uh reyes and uh yeah dude it's it's fun our like partners have gotten involved and stuff so i love D. like uh, and the fact that the main character is a bard even better because like i i play a bard obviously uh I think you're right, man. Like, I'm excited for all the like comedy, because like if you play D and D, there's a lot of comedy. There's a lot of like that's that's the main friends. thing that I've heard people complain about these trailers is that oh they're not taking it serious enough. It's got to be you know it's supposed to be a serious game, and it's like no, that's not how it is when you're playing. When you're playing around, it's a bunch of people making jokes, and not a single person is taking it seriously. Like maybe once in a while, when the DM gets you with something cool, you guys are like oh. But like 99% of the time, you're cracking jokes. Like my character, like literally, I'm going to let you know, I play a bard, like a satyr bard. So imagine uh, Phil. Mr. Tumnus. Okay, yeah, exactly. I was going to say Philatides from Hercules, but Mr. Tumnus is perfect. So it's a a satyr bard, right? And uh, he is the shortest, well, not, not so much anymore, but he was the shortest character in the group. And the group started with a Goliath monk who just liked to drink and fight. And then a uh, Leonin uh, druid who was just angry and wanted to kill everybody. And then my guy guy was a uh, punk (laughs) satyr bard that dropped out of bard college. And, uh, you know, his career didn't do well. But now he's he's a mercenary because uh, he needs money. So that's how he gets into it. And he's great at lying. Pretty good at being kind of good at sneaking, but mostly he's just good at lying. And it's great. I love it. I I D and D is like one of my favorite things. I you know, I've been playing D and D since like eighth grade. It's the best. It's so much oh, it's fun. Great. And yeah, I know I know D and D is having a big explosion now because of critical role and all this stuff. It's like it's Stranger Things is like Stranger the most things, popular yeah. it's ever been. The movie looks good to me. I'm I'm super pumped for it, man. I hope it does really well because I like to see D&D do well. It's it's so much fun. Yeah. I just hope this, like, it does well enough that we get, like, multiple, like, sequels and stuff. Because the beauty of D&D is you can have so many new characters, original characters come in and have so many different actors come in that it doesn't have to be the same person every time. You can yeah, do branches off, whatever. There, there's a lot of really interesting things that they can do after they like, because obviously the first movie, you're going to be like getting out of like the classic tropes right away. Like they're fighting a dragon. They're doing, you know, they're going to all the stereotypical places that you think they go. If you get sequels, you get to get in like the really obscure, really interesting stuff. And D&D, like, like, mind flayers. Do, 
yeah and if they do like forgotten realm stuff there's so oh, much yeah. cool stuff that they can do there's the you know the dungeon of the mad mage and stuff you can do that you could do like tomb of horrors like there's all kinds of crazy shit that you could do if you get sequels um it's so true. yeah I, I would love to see this movie do well and turn into a franchise um speaking of movie franchises uh creed is also creed 3 is coming out this month i believe um and I, so i have i've got a topic for you aj we're only two two films in right now on the creed thirds right on the we're on right on the doorstep which film franchise is better creed or the one that started it rocky you're gonna hate me for my response right now okay well, which one which one i don't know i've never seen any of those movies you haven't seen rocky or creed <laughs> no how i haven't seen any of i i don't know i'm gonna be honest with you i you've never seen a rocky movie you know oh once. my god i know the reference uh I, I get the reference i i've ran up the philadelphia stairs like i did the thing on tour because you. why you would you do, do that it. if you haven't seen the movie because my entire band did it and i felt stupid to be like i've never seen the movie like um yeah, I've never seen the movies. I'm gonna be real. Like, I, it's just, I think it's, um, it's a situation oh, where I just never got into boxing. You, so you, you got, you gotta go, you gotta go watch the Rock. You're like, you gotta go. They're watch really, that. really great. Okay, I, I guess I'll watch. It. And I'll, I'll, I think Creed's, I think Creed's better than Rocky. So, Creed so is, that's your answer. Creed is, Creed is, Creed is shaping up to be extreme. Like the first two Creed movies, I think Creed One is probably the best movie in the entire, like, either franchises. Amazing really? film. Amazing, amazing film. Okay. Um, you gotta, you gotta you, go. Yeah, you gotta go. I, you I gotta go you watch got, these you <laughs> I'm blown away that you haven't seen these. So, okay. I mean, Rocky, Rocky, at least, man. Well, because you gotta think of it this way Rocky was in the 80s, man. I was born after they were all done. So was I. I know. That's why I'm like, that, there's a reason why I haven't seen it. Uh, Star but, Wars is before you were born. You've probably seen that, right? I'm going to be real with you. I hadn't seen any of the Star Wars movies almost uh, until like 20, 2018. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, and then my band was like, no, you have to sit down and watch all the Star Wars. And I'm like, you okay, fine. Watch Star Wars. you seen Indiana Jones? Yeah, I've seen Indiana Jones, yeah. Okay, well, you, Indiana Jones is so awesome. Oh, yeah, no, Indiana Jones is good. Uh, Temple of, like, the Crystal Skull, though, is kind of ridiculous. So I'm excited to see yeah. what happens with the next one, but kind of yeah, not. Yeah, we, we got the fourth one. I'm, yeah. Well, I guess fifth First two one. are the best. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I actually, I, Indiana Jones 3 is my favorite. With Sean Connery? That's a good one, yeah. Yeah, that, that one's my favorite. Um, okay, no, I, just, we, I saw weird movies. Like, I'm a big, like, I saw The Warriors, and I love The Warriors. Like, yeah, Warriors I, is I, awesome. Goonies, great movie. Uh, I don't know. I was just a weird kid. I saw weird movies growing up. <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to wrap up all the movie topics we have, but we do have uh, another topic. We don't got a graphic for it, though. Uh, AJ, Elimination Chamber. Yes. Happened over the weekend. Now, I didn't get to watch all of Elimination Chamber. I only checked out a little bit of it. What were your full thoughts on on the uh, the premium live event? It was better than i was expecting uh i'm not a huge wwe fan i i've made that clear over my tenure in many fcf situations but uh i do try to watch pay-per-view events uh 
the things that I liked about it, uh, I thought that the Elimination Chamber like match event for the women was like great. I loved how it ended. Um, the men's Montez Ford getting like really hurt. I think they really need to ban like the curb stomp that Seth Rollins does. He's hurt too many people. Like yeah, they had it. a ban for a long time, and then and then a couple of years ago they kind of just like let him do it again. Yeah, it's and he like hurt Montez Ford like bad like to the point where he had to get multiple people to help him out of the ring not a huge logan paul fan but uh my my favorite thing of the night was the whole did you watch the ending Uh, i saw it on twitter okay i didn't want to spoil it because like twitter almost spoiled it for me but then like they like kind of lied uh yeah, the whole Sami Zayn thing, I thought it was great. I thought they like really played it up. I knew he wasn't going to win. It's going to end up with Cody uh, Cody Rhodes winning it against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania because it ends the story. But uh, yeah, to silence an arena full of Canadians at not even booing, the just like silence to a pin drop. That's good writing. That I'll give it to them. Like, you know, I was there were moments when I was like, oh, is Sami Zayn gonna beat Roman Reigns and take it? But uh no, just dead silence after Roman Reigns like won. No booing, not just dead silence. And I thought that was great. Uh I think now they had Kevin Owens come in and help him after he already lost, which was cool, but they they made it worse on Monday Night Raw and said they don't want to be friends anymore. So it's weird now. Now we all know that they're moving on to Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. So yep. let's focus on that. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't do, I don't, I don't watch too many of the WWE pay-per-views and stuff, but you know, I pay attention building up to WrestleMania. WrestleMania is what I'm going to watch again. You yeah. Know, watch the big four. I don't need to watch survivor series anymore. No nah. survivor series used to like be like a really important pay-per-view. And now it's just like, man, the, there's, the thing that saddens me is like they kind of took uh when they bought WCW they kind of took all the like WCW like awesome pay-per-views and they're just like NXT. <laughs> so like Halloween Havoc used to be like a yeah. huge one that I used to love to watch because it was just like so random and like people would come out in the most ridiculous outfits and now it's War just games. like War Games was so fun. And now yeah, now, now it's it's all just like it's NXT. Uh, NXT. Random stuff. Yeah. <laughs> The fact that the New Day is still on NXT makes me so angry. Okay, well, this is a great transition, AJ, because on Off the Top 3, I gotta I, this this ties in with my topic for you. So if you didn't know, Off the Top 3 is a game we like to play. AJ and I are going to build top three lists off the top of our head. I don't know the subject AJ has for me. AJ doesn't know the subject I have for him. And the subject I have for you this week, AJ, is I want to know your top three pay-per-views. WWE, WCW, or the top three pay-per-views. Now you can do you can do just like full like oh summer summer slam as one whole thing, all the summer slams. Or if you want to get specific with it, if you want to talk about you know Royal Rumble two thousand seven or whatever, you can be specific with it. Oh man, ah, that's really hard, man. Like that's actually like a really hard one. Um. I am not prepared for this because there's so many. Uh, okay, but you, you you can't just think of a couple like because I, I could give you a couple off the top of my head. Well, okay, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do broad ones just because like you can't. Okay, WrestleMania obviously great one. You're always gonna love that one. 
Uh, I'm going to put Halloween Havoc because I've just loved that. That was what I always looked forward to. But I think Halloween Havoc, like 94, has one of my favorite matches. Like, I think 94 great. is the one that has Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, exactly. Mask That's versus I like. hair. I yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I don't. It's either Great American Bash or Starcade. But I think I'm going to go with Great American Bash just because those were like fun. Those are just funny. Those are just funny and fun. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Okay. The Great American Bash. Wow. Come on. You cannot say you didn't enjoy not, a not of one those. of my favorites. No, I, I don't think I can even like recall like a match that's ever been on like the Great American Bash. Well, I was I'm going to be real with you. I think uh, maybe it was for Fall Brawl, but like the one where it was like WCW versus NWO, the like major one oh, where it was like yeah. Sting showed up and like Crow Sting and like, you know what I'm talking about? That yeah, one? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember that was because after the NWO showed up, Sting went away for like an entire year and they would just cut to him in the Raptors. And that was the one where he finally came down and yeah, baseball bat, all that. Everybody and took the, all took the whole NWO down. Yeah. That's that. That's my favorite pay-per-view of all time. So that's number one for me. Okay. Okay. So now I I gotta go, man, (laughs) that was a great one. I don't even know how to come back from that. Um, Hmm. Top three favorite pop punk albums. I'm gonna go to you. I know you did that to me a while ago, but now I want to know okay. yours. Okay. Um. Little bit of a stretch, but at three, I'm gonna put Rancid and Outcome the Wolves. Okay. Um. I'm gonna do. Um. I'll take Fallout Boy from Under the Cork Tree. And then, hmm. Okay, what's surprised you're not saying Danger Days, right? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't really consider My Chemical Romance to be super pop punk. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. go 24 Hour Revenge by Jawbreaker. All right, that's a good one. That's a really good. It's a really great album. Really great album. That's like that's a throwback too, which is great. Good choice. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. That's a great one. Yeah, uh, I, no, good choices. Rancid, yeah, like there's, you would, there's you're, you have a harder you have a harder taste than I was expecting. Good, oh, kudos. Oh, I mean, no, like like my like my, my like late eighties alternative is probably like the music I listen to the most. But, you know, I like my Black Flag. I like, you know, my I like some hardcore punk and stuff. You know, I'm pretty into it. Um, You know. Yeah, Uh, that's, I think, going to wrap it up for this week's Don't Cause a Ruckus. Uh, If you didn't know, Don't Cause a Ruckus goes live every Wednesday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. uh, where We go live on twitch.tv slash fan control sports as well as the YouTube and it goes live the next day on VOD and podcast services. Just check out the uh, youtube.com slash fan at fan controlled sports or look up the fan controlled sports podcast feed. You can find it all there. And uh, until next time, keep the records to a minimum. Peace. This has been a presentation of the fan controlled sports and entertainment podcast network. 
If you'd like to create a podcast or live stream show with us, please reach out at content at fcf.io.